everyone. Today is Friday, the 20th of April, 2018. This is The Gap, episode 415. I'm Luke Laurie, and Job Gurry is here for podcast number two of the week. What's going on, Job? Uh, podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah, Double man. podcasting. Big week. Big week. Huge week. Um, yeah. Except okay. this one's not going to be... Um, well, we say that sometimes and it drags on for two hours anyway. True, but uh, this episode, we already <laughs> talked about the big game that's coming out this year, uh, this week, so... Yeah, we did that last week. And we did a spoiler cast about it, so... Uh, if you have finished God of War, check out our spoiler cast, our God of War bonus episode. Hmm. Uh, it's an hour and 15 minutes long. It's got Junglist and Na- uh, Nathan Nachos on Daniel, it. Daniel, yes. Um, and obviously us two talking... About what we love and didn't like about God of War, but spoiler details and where we think the story's going and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, I totally think it's worth listening to, but you know, obviously, listen, like, watch the. Sorry, play the game first. Yeah. Uh, yep. Because it's um. Well, by the time this goes up, there's no way anyone's finished it, <laughs> unless you're in the media or a streamer or influencer yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Literally impossible, but uh, otherwise we, we put it up anyway. That way, it's downloaded and ready to go um, for people that that when they do finish it, they can just fire it straight up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or if you, you're not sure and maybe you don't want to play, you, you still want to be part of the conversation. You can just jump in and hear our thoughts, and then you can use those thoughts as your own thoughts. Mm, and people will be like, "Look at these, this motherfucker's so Fuck. smart." Yeah, deep and shit. Yeah, John uh, is pretty deep. He does. He does. He does go pretty deep. I couldn't find the article he was talking about. Uh, okay. I went looking afterwards, like literally just straight up on fandom under his like byline, and I could not find the article he was yapping about. So maybe he didn't post it. Like maybe he had a schedule to post it ten because it was. It sounded like it was spoilerific. Uh, like just to discuss some of the ideas that he was talking about, you'd have to go into spoiler detail and Sony were pretty strict about not spoiling the fuck out of everything. So yeah, maybe, uh, I had to wait. I don't know. And he forgot the timing anyway. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about something. Okay, sure. Cheating in video games, Luke. (laughs) Okay. Go nuts. Yeah. Uh, there's this interesting thing, right? Where uh, people have gotten very good at cheating, like cheating in multiplayer games, uh, people have like managed to like carve out esports careers uh, cheating at multiplayer games, um, and yeah, it's gone to a point like people are very capable of uh, having a distinct advantage through the use of hacks uh, and and masking that information. Uh, but there are still a bunch of things that you can, you can use. You can tell they've got tells basically. And, uh, if you watch them, generally they get found out. It's similar to the way that, um, Freakonomics, uh, found out that, you know, sumo wrestlers were intentionally throwing games to manage the ranking system, uh, that all sumo is governed by. Uh, it was a big scandal. Anyway, um, yeah, generally it doesn't carry on for too long. You know, you can't get to the upper echelons of, uh, of eSports by cheating. Uh, there is a limit. There's a threshold that you can't overcome, and that threshold is uh, LAN. You know, obviously you can't cheat on LAN because you don't get to install. Generally, you don't get to install uh, programs on the computers 
Uh, you do bring some of your own equipment, but they, well, if it's a, you know, proper land, if it's a proper competition, they uh, check your uh, equipment to make sure you haven't installed anything. Uh, not trying to sneak any malware in or anything like that. So anyway, uh, so yeah, eventually you reach this threshold and uh, you're not able to, yeah, uh, go any further. Uh, I encountered a cheater last night. I encountered a group of hackers ah. uh, in PUBG. Um, yeah, walling. Like, very, very clearly walling. They had uh, oodles of information. And uh, you and I have been arguing about whether or not this was walling. Uh, you are convinced that it's not. I am, I am convinced that it's not, it's not a definitive, like, video of guys cheating when you show me 10 seconds of video. It's... 40 seconds, and uh, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? I find it very interesting. I, I think it makes sense that you, as a solo player, have not uh, are currently ranked quite high, uh, but have not, you know, are not playing competitively. I think that makes sense because you haven't found a, a team and I'm the competitive. I'm too old, Joe. <laughs> you are too old, that too. Uh, but yeah, you haven't found it. You, you're not in a team. The game, the competitive scene is run on teams. So there's there's not much many options there. Also, I need a new team. This is what the problem is. I think if you were to uh, if you were to go competitive, you'd never play with us anymore. This <laughs> is true, and it'd be shit. So Linksy's looking for a new player, isn't he? Uh, they are actually. Yeah, Hongo, <laughs> quit. You can go. That's time. Get the call up. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Linksy. This is Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be PUBG Dad. Um, yeah, what I do find interesting, though, is that this squad of four, uh, they're also extremely highly ranked. All four of them mm. are extremely highly ranked, and yet they aren't playing in the competitive scene. Maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, they don't want extra scrutiny on the fact that they're fucking cheating. Uh, the video in question, uh, yeah, it's not d- definitive proof, but this is, what I, this is what I'm talking about. You used to see it all the time back in the Quake 3 days. You would see dudes, you'd see the obvious aimbotters, but then after you saw enough of it, like when, because all people had was bragging rights, mm. and because demos were prevalent enough that uh, you could absolutely watch everything anyone did, uh provided they were were sharing it when you uh when people got uppity enough you would see uh like people tracking whether or not others were cheating based on their movements because the demo doesn't the demo is based off your you get a file and the file you put into your game uh, and then you play it, and it shows you the the actions that they made, the actions that their opponent made. You know, it, it's literally just a data stream. It's like a, a video, but played out in engine on your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you couldn't get definitive proof because you couldn't see what they were saying. Is seeing? It's not like they were capturing their screen. Yeah. And a lot of cheaters got away with a lot of shit for a long time because you couldn't definitively say that they were cheating because they were doing very subtle things. We saw it in Counter-Strike as well at the, at the land cafe that I worked at. Um, you'd see these guys come in uh, on the all-nighters and because we didn't, like, the computers didn't get turned off 
uh, for the all-nighters. They would be able to, they would like install stuff. You're at, like the rule that the land cafe was you can install whatever you wanted, but once the t- computer turned off, everything was wiped. It was, you know, we just ghosted everything. So it was reset back to where it was previously. It was a massive pain in the dick whenever anything needed updates. But apart from that, uh, yeah, you could install whatever you wanted. It was, you know, not obviously the best fucking system, but we were pretty lazy. So it works fine. You could see, though, you could see people who were cheating. And like at a land cafe, I mean, it's even easier, but when there's a hundred fucking computers, the the really keen cheaters will go hide up the back corner and they'll uh, they'll claim that they want to be away from everyone because they're trying to be competitive tonight. And then you watch back how they play and you can see that they've got information. They're using information that they don't recently have to uh, determine where other people are. Counter-Strike is particularly noticeable because uh, it's a small space. Uh, Quake, you saw more of uh, the toggle aimbotting um, because you like the aimbot, like the clever aimbotters wouldn't leave their hacks on all the time because they get caught fucking spinning out of nothing. Uh, and, you know, they try to play it off as flicks, but in reality, they're hacking. Uh, yeah, they didn't really wall because uh, there wasn't enough. Like, uh, it couldn't, uh, like, Quake was more mechanical, mechanical than it was uh, information, whereas Counter-Strike is uh, a pretty even balance between the two. Uh, so, yeah, they, they would, uh, the Counter-Strike players, you could tell when they were walling because... They would very clearly, like at the start, they would uh, they'd wall and track you through the wall, right? Hmm. And then as the concept evolved, they would not. They would track you by keeping their cursor away from where you were, but they would still know. So they'd be covering an angle, uh, but they would know exactly where you were, and so they'd know exactly when you'd peek. And, uh, and that's when they would uh, strike. They would be able to... You know, they'd have the advantage because you wouldn't have, you'd have to find them and then shoot them. That's how that would work. Anyway, in the case of this video, this guy uh, is clearly scoping out uh, an incoherent, uh, a idiotic angle. He's scoping out the rest of uh, North Georgia Pole uh, for literally no reason. Uh, but uh, you can see. Uh, in the video, uh, because of the way the replay system works, uh, what are you, what are you, what are you linking me to? I just linked you a video that if you haven't watched it, you can watch it later. Okay. Um, so what was I saying? Um, yeah, you can see in the video that my, my body, because of the replay system, you can see what everyone else, like where everyone else is inside of one kilometer uh, radius. Mm. This guy who was clearly cheating uh, was inside the one kilometer radius and uh, he scopes in on me through two buildings. Uh, coincidence, says Luke. Fine. Uh, and then uh, when he looks away, you can see that I remain that my character model or my character name remains on the peripheral of his vision, at the edge of his vision, as he scopes out the rest of North Georgia Pole. He's not looking at North Georgia Pole. He's literally looking at my body through the walls 
waiting for me to come some like to arrive somewhere that he can take some shots at me. And then when I do move to a window, which is obviously obscured by trees, like 95% obscured by trees, uh, he finds me again. And this, th that's the trick, right? That, that's how you can tell how fucked it is, is because his curse hair, cursor cursor isn't on me and you look at the crosshair when you are fucking looking at a game right you are looking at the crosshair if you're fucking scoping out the rest of the north georgia pole you're looking at where your crosshair is because that's how fucking eyes work that's how human focus works but when he when the three black pixels that represent me discoloring a window uh apparently are enough to, to notice me and then take um, as many shots as he'd like at me. When that happens, the cur cursor is, the crosshair is nowhere fucking near me. It's nowhere near me. He's looking elsewhere and then he swings across. And that's because I have moved in front of a window and he has been waiting for it. And he takes like six shots into this window, obscured by trees, 100% he's fucking walling, man. Like, that's walling. And that's, like, you'll never get definitive proof. That is the best you're ever going to get. I would have to, like, the only way you get definitive proof is to play over and over and over again with them and eventually gain, like, enough evidence to prove that they're walling. But, that like, that never happens. Yeah. You have like the the clever hackers will never give you definitive proof. You'll never get it. But you can use a whole bunch of circumstantial shit, uh, like him literally locking onto me through two buildings and then shooting at me through leaves. The fact that they're in the top twenty-five uh, in OCE as squad, but they're not signed to any team. That's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit. That just doesn't add up because, yeah, well, I, I don't know. Why wouldn't they compete? Hmm. Why, like, why don't you just send the video to to the local uh, community manager and say, hey, is this something that's been happening with these guys lately? Or I, I reported them. Like, I, yeah, but I did that's, the... what's that going to do if, like, one person reports them? I assume everyone's going to report them eventually. Eventually. But like I said, these guys have been playing since... The games come out and they've consistently been in the top fifty, <laughs> and and not and not signed to a team, even though there are literally like dozens of teams. There's, there was enough teams for there to be two seasons of like two separate uh, group stages in the CGPL like run, but they they didn't compete. Just seems odd. Hmm. Why wouldn't they compete? Why when they when they're clearly like trying real hard to win, yeah, like they're up there in the rankings. Ask the the other PUBG guys that you know if they know of them. Ask the other pro players yeah. if they know. Yeah, I don't like I don't, but that that's a distraction. That's a deflection. You're just like changing the subject. No, but like I. What I'm saying is I don't see anything in that video where I'm like, yep, that dude's definitely cheating. I can put it down to, it could be a coincidence that, like, he's using the building as cover to to look at the angle of, like, that guard tower. And then when he pulls out his sniper rifle and scopes in, he moves to the left and it just so happens that it lands sort of 
not directly on you, but a little bit left of where your body is. Um, he could be when looking he- at a window or like it's it's too much of a coincidence that when right, he zooms in, he's he not, is he's not dead on you. He moves left. He's and not it's on no you. because he's shit. He's actually a fucking bad player, and then he adjusts the crosshair to me before yeah. he realizes that I'm not actually in that building. But he doesn't he- adjust it to the window. He adjusts it onto where I am. But it, it, that's what I'm saying. It could be a coincidence because for him, as soon as he zooms in, like all he can see is a building in front of him because he, the, the where he's at, it, which is the garage, he's using that as cover. So the angle he's got is just happens to be where you are. It, it just could be a coincidence of that happening, and then and he's scoping in on what? Why does just why looking does he- at the window? He, he I, I'm guessing like because I know the way fucking our team plays. People take random shots at people from buildings, so they must have known that you guys or somebody was in that building, that club's building. Squirrel, squirrel was across the road and way across from us, and he was taking shots. Okay. Squirrel was taking shots. Did they see club in that building earlier, or maybe, maybe, like they, that? maybe like, they did. Why would he zoom in with a hollow? He doesn't zoom in with the hollow. He, he scopes, in the- scopes, scopes in with the hollow. Realizes that. Oops, uh, I fucked up. I should have scoped in with my sniper rifle. Uh, scopes in with his 8x or 4x, whatever the fuck it is. And then he lands directly on me. He doesn't land directly on you. He, he's not... He's oh, adjusts, sorry. He looks at... He's on the window and then he moves left. He's not... He doesn't actually move his mouse. He just moves left. And that... Because you can see it stop. When the, um, when the actual crosshair stops moving, that's because he stopped moving left. How is like? How are you getting the guard tower out? Of, oh, you mean the big tower, right? The big, so the big tower where Kleb is in—that's where he stops between the two windows. Yeah, and he, he doesn't move his mouse at all. He's just moving left, and he just stops. That's no, what he that, moves that's what his mouse. Swing. He doesn't move. He his moves mouse. his mouse. He one hundred percent does. No, because when you move your your mouse, when you, sorry, when you move left, you'll see the sway of the um, crosshair, and then when you stop. It instantly stops, and that's what happens in that 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 moment. And you see him do it again. He starts moving left, and then it stops on the little guard tower, the the single story with the um like the little checkpoint ones. He does the Wisdom. same thing again. He mo- he presses left, um, and then he lands back on that guard tower, and you see it instantly stop again because that's the way that that crosshair works. When when you're moving left and stop, it instantly stops. That's that, even that worse. Sway. Then that means he did scope in on me. No, but he didn't scope on you. He scoped yeah, on to the he r- scoped in on me, you. and by your own like your own measure of this system, he scoped in on me. But because he was moving, it didn't actually land on me until the sway had finished. No, but he's not moving. It that's he scopes in, then he starts moving, and then stops. And that's when that crosshair happens to stop on those two windows where you're a bit to the right of or whatever in a building behind. Like if he would have fired his gun at that moment, then yes, that's fucking. Something sauce going on there, but I think he's just moving left, and it just so happens to be because you've got X-ray vision on. It it goes on to where you're standing. That's no, just I'm looking at I'm looking it right at. now. I'm looking at it right now, yeah. and the, you're you're fucking nuts, man. He zooms in on literally nothing except for the fact I think that he's yeah, with at X-ray, you could just say he's looking at a window. He's 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 like aimed between two windows, yeah. and and it just so happens coincidentally 
that I am standing there two buildings behind that. Yeah, possibly. That's what I'm saying. It could be a coincidence. I'm not cool. It's not coincidence number one. Next coincidence, the tree. Let's go with the tree. How does that one work? How's the tree work? I don't know. I can see I like like I said, it's a fucking shit quality video, but I can still see you moving. When it's, you move past that, that window. It's, liter- it's literally, like, I didn't down-render it. Streamwall doesn't do anything to it. It's, that is it. It's, it's straight up from Shadowplay. That's what my game looks like. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't, I, when I remember, he doesn't instantly shoot you. He looks back at that, where, uh, that window He's not even, he doesn't even actually look at the window you're at. He goes, he swings sort of past it back towards Klebs. And then it's like another second and a half before he actually goes back to the window where you're at, which you happen to run past. Like, I can see you run past it. And then you duck past the second time. And then that's when he starts firing the, the shots again. You can see me, like, I'm standing still at that point. He does, he swings a little bit past it but that like if you're watching if you're looking at the fucking if you're looking at it right if you are looking at it watch how he how my name remains in his peripheral vision the entire time yeah i know but even when he looks at george bowl my name remains there and then he takes a bunch of shots through trees at literally nothing I guarantee you, if you sent this video to anybody on the PUBG team and said, hey, this guy's cheating, they'd look at that and be like, this, this isn't proof. Like, it's, you need more than this to say that these guys are cheating. And what I'm seeing is not, like, it's-, it's If it was Game proof. Arena days and Game Arena ran the servers, I would fucking tail him for the, till the end of time. But yeah, uh, of you can't. But, like, I mean, the, we play enough to see these guys, like, I've seen uh, three of these names before, Fury- uh, the Donovan guy in Scrubs on Drugs. I don't know who the other guy is. I've not seen him before. Um, but those three names, like, I see them playing all the time. Like, that's, again, something that we could just keep an eye on. But from, like, w- when fucking, uh, you guys jumped in the chat, these guys are fucking cheating. And then Squirrel posts that video. I'm like, that's, that's, that's not a dude cheating. That's you standing still and getting headshot twice. And him being like, oh no, I was moving backwards. It's like, Okay, you still got. He- I like. You can see him standing in the window. He gets headshot twice. It doesn't take that long to be headshot twice. They're like it's fucking easy to pull off. And then, like at that stage, I'm like, well, all right. So what else have we got to convince? So it's just like, f- I don't know. That's not enough for me to say. Yeah, that guy's definitely cheating. The other video I have is uh, the Donovan guy who killed me, who walks up to a window. Uh, and waits for me to duck out uh, like he is 1,000% certain that I'm going to do it. But uh, I didn't bother putting it up because that one, there is actually reasonable doubt. There is reasonable doubt that perhaps he didn't fucking hack his balls off to know that I was going to be standing out a window. I mean, it's unlikely because we were like in the middle of a firefight and he was... These morons literally grenaded themselves, right? In the middle of this firefight, trying to get to me, they're all so such a bunch of such a fucking clusterfuck that they couldn't even help themselves grenading each other, right? Which doesn't bode well for their strategic brilliance. Uh, but uh, yeah, once the like Donovan dude gets his friend up that he grenaded, uh, he then runs up to a window that I am about to duck out from, and uh, lo and behold, his curse. Crosshair is already where my head will be, and uh, he pops me down. That's fine. 
because there's a slight chance that he, he heard my footsteps, despite, you know, obviously there was a gunfight between uh, his two mates and another group going on. But I can't watch further in, in that one. Nevertheless, reasonable doubt. That one's reasonable doubt. What I don't see as reasonable doubt is a man aiming through two buildings, landing his crosshair on me, and then shooting through trees uh, at three pixels of, of shadow uh, that occurs for, like, a m- microsecond for, like, four frames. Uh, that one. Oh, yeah. I, I got fucking... <laughs> Yeah, that one is beyond reasonable doubt, as far as I'm concerned. That is walling. I've, I have rarely seen more blatant walling, to be honest, uh, because you don't. The only time you see more blatant walling is when dudes literally just follow you the entire time. But the keeping the name on the peripheral of the vision while you, you train your crosshair elsewhere, that is fucking... That is classic. That is, you, that is the... Walling tactic you see time and time and time again. Insane. Anyway, uh, I will chuck that on Discord uh, and you guys can tell me I'm wrong and that they're not hacking at your leisure. Yeah. I, like like I said, I think you just send it to the to Hawkins and say, hey, man, do these guys, does anyone else think they're dodgy or? Yeah, I'll send it to Hawkins. I don't know if he'll... I don't know. Is his DMs open? Yeah. How the fuck am I supposed to send it to him? I don't know. I, I hit him up with a bug report. Um, no. Like a month or two back. He, he, he's usually in the chat somewhere. On the Discord... On the PUBG OC Discord, you mean? Yeah, he's on. He's in there and he's also in the, the normal PUBG one. Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that is a a good start to yeah. this podcast. So the 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 video that I sent you, and I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's a video of Wacky Jackie, who's a popular um PUBG YouTube content creator. Um, yeah. It's him playing on the new map Savage, um, and and killing a dude, and then he goes back and watches it, and his cross series on this guy through a wall for about six or seven seconds. It's him just basically using his headphones to centralize where the guy is running and then figuring out where he is through walls. That's fine. If it's <laughs> four meters away, yeah. this video is taken from 250 meters away. So, yeah. Don't know how he's tracking that one. Uh, that one, uh, yeah, that's a bit different because that that's literally what you're supposed to do with sound. Like, if you saw it in Rainbow Six, you wouldn't think anything of it. I have, like, GIFs of myself literally doing basically that, like the fucking one, one bullet bean on a dude, uh, like in rainbow six, because you hear them repelling somewhere. You hear them, you wait and you think, okay, they haven't moved for a bit. They're probably about to fuse bang where the head would be dead, straight up dead. And that's like, that makes sense. That's just sound. But this this like there's no sound here. There's no. Yeah, no I'm not saying they're linked. I'm just saying that this is like here's another video that I saw recently. It was funny. Right. Uh, anyway, shall we talk about some uh, video games? Other video games. We could. We could. Um, do we want to talk about God of War quickly, or is there right. anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think we talked about it all yeah. last night. Right. Uh, there's nothing I want to talk about that isn't spoilerific. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I played like a little bit more of it. I, I didn't go through and um, th- there's some end game content. Yep. Uh, that's kind of like uh, challenge modes, that sort of yep. stuff, um, which, yeah, I, I haven't gone back and, and done all of that stuff. I just kind of was like, yeah, I think I'm pretty... I think I'm pretty good with that that game now. I feel like I'm done for the moment. Um, unless I rec- look DLC or something like that. I think you should beat the um, the bosses. Mm. Uh, there's there's the two realm challenge contents. Uh, like I would worry about them to the extent that you need to to beat the extra bosses. But I reckon other than that, the uh, yeah the bosses the we. Uh, I'm struggling to talk about it because I don't want to spoil. But I think, like, in terms of content, uh, in terms of combat, those are probably the, the most satisfying fights you'll get in God of War. Yeah. Um, one of them is particularly infuriating, uh, but once you get it, it feels all the better. And it's the closest the game gets yeah. to feeling like Dark Souls. Right. And did, you, did you say last night or whenever... I can't remember um, that you're playing it on hard as well now. You've tried it on hard. The hardest difficulty. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I've been trying it on hard. I'm not a fan. Okay. Hard, no, I haven't been playing it on the hardest difficulty. I have been playing it on hard, and hard is the uh, the old uh, more health uh, for enemies, mm. and you take more damage. It's not scale. more move sets. No, no, that's but the hardest one. God of War mode, yeah. God of War difficulty is some banana shit, and I ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Unless uh, you're out of Matthews. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way he's playing it on. <laughs> never insanity. No. Uh, yeah, he's got no fucking hope. Um, <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's definitely that's some challenge mode shit. That's a proper challenge mode shit. I'd love to see the challenge mode shit. In God of War difficulty, that'd be crazy. Uh, yeah, it adds, it rejigs how the enemies are placed uh, uh, and, like, so throws tougher enemies at you earlier, um, reduces the amount of stun they take, all this kind of shit. Uh, and, yeah, so it's basically, yeah, the super hard way to play it. But that, yeah, no, nah, good. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, I will talk about a game then. I've been playing a mobile game. Okay. Uh, called Harry Potter Hogwarts Hog Hogwarts Mystery. Hogwarts Mysteries. I don't. Yeah, I wrote Hogwarts. No, Hogwarts. No, that's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it's it's a piece of shit, eh? Um, it's coming <laughs> out. I think next week. Um, officially, I think it's next week. Um, but it's out in early access at the moment. You can still play it, um, and you can still buy shit in it as well. Not that that's a bad thing, but uh, it's a t- it's a bad game, so I wouldn't um spend any money. So basically, uh, it, it's the story is that you're uh, playing a kid who goes to Hogwarts, um, and I believe it's set before the actual Harry Potter um films. So it's it's I don't know how many years, but yeah, it's set before it. Um, and you are learning to be a wizard or a witch. Um, 
and basically you get to pick a house um, that you want to be in or, or you get to suggest a house and I guess they ask you some questions and it probably figures like where it should put you to, uh, so you get the sorting hat and it goes hey you're in uh, fucking Gryffindor or, or you know wherever you want to go uh, then you go uh, you you sort of select your, your wand and all that other bullshit um, and the game sort of starts and it's uh it, it's based off this energy system so um you're given sort of like uh tasks to do throughout the world or or each chapter um so it starts off pretty basic sort of like hey go go select your wand and all this other shit um go talk to this person go talk to that person and then uh you start going to the the school and start learning um you know wingardium Liliosa and all this other bullshit spells um and in order to learn spells and complete tasks, you pretty much all you do is click on the screen. You just you just press, uh, put your finger on the screen, and it fills up like a little meter. And every time you fill up this little meter, it might be like, hey, you've got to click this thing three times. And then once you do that, then it fills up uh, a bar at the top, like a a, um, a progress bar. Mm-hmm. And um, and you basically just keep clicking on things on the screen until this progress bar fills up entirely. And, uh, and then once that's done, you're given, um, like points, like, uh, attribute points that sort of, um, build up your character as the game goes along. But also you'll get, um, sometimes you'll get points towards your house, um, or you'll get, uh, like there's an in-game currency system, um, in terms of gems or, or gold coins, which you can use to, to buy other things within the game. Um, so all you're doing is filling up progress bars and there's like sort of three game mechanics that it's got. So it's clicking on, um, these outline objects within the world to fill this progress bar. Or there is sometimes like a, this focused quick time event thing that comes up. And that's just like a circle that sort of expands and, and contracts. And then you got to hit it like the sweet spot. Super easy. Um, And then I think the other mechanic is you'll get asked questions sometimes. So, hey, what does this spell do? Or, um, you know, what do I need to cast to have this thing happen? And you need, like, a little bit of Harry Potter knowledge to sort of work that stuff out. Or it'll sort of tell you maybe a couple of screens ahead um, sort of what's going on. And um, and the other thing is, like, sometimes you'll talk to characters and... Uh, and they'll ask you questions and it'll give you like a choice of three things and you've got to select the, you know, two of them are correct, one of them is wrong and you've got to sort of play to whatever they're asking you. Um, and then the other mechanic that I've noticed is there's like a battle system, which is pretty much just scissor, paper, rock. Um, there yeah. are three spells that you can cast. It's it's in a duel um, and it's sort of like a defensive mode, aggressive and sneaky and each one sort of depending on what you pick or the other person picks um you know scissor paper rocks the other person but you don't really know because you're playing you're playing against an ai um which again i think could like it's that whole notion of all right how dodgy is this game being like am i picking something and the game is just fucking me over every once in a while um just so that i use more energy up or so that, uh, you know, I've got to come back to it at a later stage. So anyway, while, while you're doing all of these different game mechanics, you're, um, you're spending energy and you start off with about, I think it's about 25 energy points. And, um, each time you click on the screen, it ba- basically expands one energy point. Um, 
So to give you an idea, I am in year one of this game, which is not, I, I guess there's a couple of years in there, it seems, because it looks like you can at least click on a, a button that says, hey, there's more years going on in this story. Um, and I'm about midway through the first year. I've been playing this game for about a week now. Um, I think I installed it last Sunday. And yep. um, I've been playing it pretty much nonstop since then. And and that means that like every time I feel like I can get a chance to do something, uh, I'll jump in and click the screen for 10 seconds and then close it. Um, so yeah, so since, so that's what, five days now, I'm about halfway through the first chapter and, uh, in order to fill a progress bar entirely at the point where I'm at, which is, I think it's across the span of eight hours. So you're given like, Hey, you need to do this within a certain amount of time. Sometimes it'll be like, Hey, you've got to complete this task within one hour, three hours or eight hours. Um, and sometimes it'll be just be like, Hey, you need to do this within one hour. Or sometimes it'll be like, hey, if you choose to do this in between eight hours, you get more points. Um, so, for instance, say I want to do the eight-hour task. Uh, that takes probably about, I would guess, maybe 80, maybe 80, um, like, power energy taps. Wow. So, you're given 25 to start with, um, which... Across the day, I can usually do like one chapter of the game. So I'm, yeah, I'm at chapter like seven. Um, yeah. So it's, it takes a really fucking long time to do anything, um, in the game. And, uh, the worst part about it is that the, um, the sort of like currency system is ridiculous. Um, so the, the 25 actual energy points that I've got. I can like literally blow through that in about 15 seconds because all you're doing is tapping on the screen. Yeah. Um, and then so you buy gems and I think the gems cost you, um, I can just look at it now actually. So if, for instance, if I want to buy a pack of 130 gems, cost me five bucks. I think that's USD. Now, if I want to transfer that to energy points, so I've got 130 energy points, uh, sorry, 130 gems. And in order to get um, 30 points, which is about, you know, where I'm at at the moment, 30 energy. I'm at, I'm at 26 in my game. Um, it cost me 55 gems. So I could use, I could buy, um, maybe two lots of 30 and yep. that wouldn't even get me through one mission. So, um, I'm, I'm, so that's five bucks I'd spend. I'd need to spend about 10 bucks to get through one mission. If I want to play it without, um, waiting. Wait. Yeah. yeah. So that's the idea. And you get uh, one energy point every four minutes. So <laughs> work that out. Jesus. It's really slow and grindy. Um, and and they're really, there are points in the game where it's like, hey, all right, you've completed this task. Now you've got to wait for uh, an hour for this person to be available to talk to. Or you can buy, spend some gems on speeding that process up. Um, which, again, yeah, like the whole, like, there's nothing in the game that I'm like, <laughs> that, that I'm like, oh, this is really cool and interesting. It's just a giant time suck that, that doesn't. What made you get into it? Uh, it was coming out. Um, I saw, I think, I think it was Alex wrote an article about it on Kotaku. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'd heard about it from 
like that it was coming out over the last like month or so that hey there's a, a harry potter rpg coming out on the mobile platform and i wanted to like i'm still gonna i want to get through year one basically just to see how long it takes and and how ridiculous this game is um but yeah it's super grindy the gameplay is terrible there's nothing to it the story i literally don't know what's going on the story because i'm not far enough to understand what's happening like the basic idea is that you playing this kid his brother was a a brat and sort of expelled from the school at some stage and that's about as much as i know about the story because over the past five days of playing this that's as far as i've gotten (laughs) it's um yeah it's really bad it's not good i and it seems super exploitative like having like kids playing this um and having it prompt you all the time every time you want to do something like hey you're out of energy do you want to buy some um or hey you need to speak to this person you can't now but would you like to to pay to do that it's um yeah. it's really bad it, it's i i don't understand um how games like this uh <laughs> are made like because they don't give a fuck they don't yeah. give a fuck about your opinion they just want they just want to get cash money off harry potter fans hmm. Like you compare this to, um, and it's a game I haven't talked about yet. Um, we we had someone recommend the South Park mobile game, Phone Destroyer. Uh, like a, I think it was about two months back. I play that every once in a while. Like, um, uh, like maybe once a week, I'll jump in for a, for thirty minutes and just play it. Like that's a free to play game that has a lot of this, like um, buying card packs and and upgrading cards and that sort of stuff. But I've I've spent probably five or six hours playing that game and i've not had to put any money into it and i haven't felt like i've needed to at no stage during that game i've been like oh shit i need to put money into this game in order to to progress um and that's the reason why i keep playing it is that i want to see what point i get to where i feel like i'm getting fucked by the game yeah at, at the moment like putting six hours into it i'm still having fun um and i think it's really well designed uh like i don't feel like i I'm getting gypped by it or anything like that. Whereas this game, I've been playing it for five days, and from day one, I felt like this this game is fucked. It's <laughs> it's really bad. So, wow, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't play many of like mobile games where they've got energy systems in it, but um, there there are a couple that I have jumped into, and this is definitely the worst one that I've seen. Yeah, um, it sounds sounds like the worst just because there's like you can blow through it so quickly and, and it uh, doesn't like it seems like it actually doesn't feed into any no any like, like anything of consequence like i don't know what the because the gameplay is literally just tapping on the screen yeah in order to fill a progress bar like that's all you're doing you're not getting anything out of it like every once in a while you complete a mission or, or an objective objective and it'll be like hey uh, you've unlocked all this cool shit. Uh, you yeah. can now buy cl- clothing items and whatnot. And then you go in there and it's not like you can equip them. You've actually got to then spend real money to buy the shit oh or, or spend the in-game um, coin system currency to buy it. And it sounds so I'm, cynical. I'm like nowhere near enough to be able to to unlock any of this stuff because it's I, I, like I literally need to put real real money into it. And the conversion rate of like like the one I just worked out for you, five bucks for yeah. that amount of energy, which you can, you'd need to spend probably 
where where I'm at in the game, which is halfway through year one. So I don't know how t- bad it gets later on, but you'd probably need to spend about 15 bucks in order to skip one objective or to get through one objective, like to, in order to just to play it. That's, yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, mm. So yeah, I recommend everybody don't, don't play. I'm, I'm playing it for you. Yeah. Well, damn. Mm. Um, Which sucks because it's the, um, as far as I know, it's like one of the first Harry Potter IP licensed games that are coming out or first new ones or something like that. I feel like I right. like that they're doing. Yeah. I like Harry Potter. I'm a fan. Yeah. So it's disappointing that this sort of stuff happens. And I hope that they don't do this anymore with the license because that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when it comes out next week, hopefully we'll see some more buzz around it. Um, some more sites sort of giving it a bit of shit. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, mm. Speaking of free-to-play games, should we talk about World of Tanks? No, let's talk about Hearthstone while we're, oh, on, Hearthstone. we're, oh. while we're on mobile games, sure. but not, not free-to-play games. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, the, the new... Um, expansion came out right and uh, so the Witchwood and uh, it's Witchwood? Uh, it's supposed to be spooky I guess a bit spooky um, yeah uh, I got uh, Blizzard topped my account up with like fucking 70 packs or some shit whoa I think it was 75 packs pay to win yeah. pay to win um, so uh, I jumped in to have a geese and uh, the first legendary I opened is called Sh- oh, what's it called? Shudderwalk. Right. Uh, Shudderwalk, and it is a uh, it's a very unpopular card <laughs> uh, because so basically uh, any uh, any battle cry. So it has a battle cry. Yeah. Uh, and any battle, it repeats any other battle cry that has been played throughout the course of the game. So, uh, basically, that means that uh, if you stack a deck full of battle cries, uh, you can then play this thing. It's it's nine mana. It's a six six, which seems underpowered, but uh, any then any fucking other battle cry you've played gets played as well. And uh, it, it starts to get super gross real fucking quick, um, because the I, I opened another um, legendary, a second legendary in my seventy packs, and around actually got four legendaries out of my seventy packs, which is pretty interesting because I remember literally not getting a legendary in Hearthstone until like the second expansion. Uh, and when I was playing it religiously, and now I, I don't know, they must have done something, but you get more legendaries. Anyway, the other one I got uh, is called Grumble World Shaker, and this is a six mana seven seven. And uh, his battle, he has a battle cry, and his battle cry is return other minions to your hand. They cost one, and if you chuck those two into a fucking deck together with uh, as a shaman with a um, Oh man, the Saranite Chain Gang, which has battle cry of summon a copy of this minion. 
you will summon uh, like if you play two of those throughout the course of the game you will summon two extra Shutterwalks because of the battle cry and if you've played your Grumble World Shaker you'll then return two of those Shutterwalks to your hand and they will cost one mana and so the next turn you can play two of them and there's another fucking there's another um, card that deals three damage to the enemy hero and restores three uh, health to you mm. and uh, and it all stacks all of this starts to stack so that the first time you, you play it it takes maybe 20 seconds but the second or third or fourth time you play it assuming they're somehow still alive it can take fucking forever like you will rope out which is, you know, you'll take the entire course of your turn and then it will just sit there doing animations of all the shit that you go through. Because there's a bunch of stuff that you have to do as well to make it actually work as a fucking uh, deck. So there's a bunch of battle cries that you might wind up playing that make Shutterwalk, like to add to the animation cycle of Shutterwalk, uh, all this kind of stuff. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. I... Love it to death. Uh, I've only played two other shamans so far, and neither of them were playing it. So I, I haven't experienced like what it's like to be on the receiving end of it. I would love to see my Shutterwalk deck go up against like uh, another person's Shutterwalk deck, and we just fucking sit there for the rest of eternity watching these fucking animations play out. But uh, I've had like two people auto concede as soon as they saw me uh, play um, my, I've got like a battle cry that reduces the elementals in my hand by one. And uh, another one that um, I can trigger battle cries twice. And that's like four mana. And so on four mana, I played that one, that combo like one after the other and they conceded on the spot, um, which was pretty interesting. And obviously had encountered, the deck before and had no interest in encountering it again. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's, um, I don't think it's good. Like, I love it. I think it's hilarious, but I do not think it should be like it is in the game. I cannot understand how a card like shuttle managed to get into rotation because it is so obviously exploitable, like exploitable right here, right now, but it also is going to get grosser. It's going to get worse as more like cards get folded in with more battle cries and stuff. It's just going to get like crazier. And so, yeah, I think it's like they have to do something. I'm not sure what they would do. Uh, yeah, uh, because it like it's sort of. Well, I think if they removed it, like made the Shadowwalk's ability not a battle cry, hmm. then at least it wouldn't stack over and over again. Uh, so that would be good. Um, I had thought of another one. I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, yeah, if they made like Grumble's thing not a battle cry as well, like if it was just uh, an effect he did. But, like, the thing is, I think they're sort of tied into that mechanic, like how 
like I think it has to be a, like. But on the other hand, they're legendaries, and legendaries break the rules. So I don't know. One like one of those two things absolutely has to happen. One of them has to not be a fucking battle cry, because. Yeah, if you can fucking, oh my god, if you can keep getting your fucking Shadowwalk back cheaper and cheaper every time, it's just a nightmare to deal with. Um, and I understand why people would fucking, like, ditch the way they have been. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I only play it on my phone. I haven't installed it on my PC, uh, but I'm enjoying playing it on my phone. It's back to being my toilet game, which is cool. Um but it's literally just me watching these animations play out generally. Once I get to 10 mana, I just wait. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I never, I never, like, I feel like I'm so far out of the, um, the Hearthstone loop that, like, <laughs> most of what I just said was in, impenetrable or something. Like, well, that, like, I, because I haven't played it since the first, I think, expansion that, yeah. It's what now? Two years, two and a half years later. Um, like you'd probably, I, I feel like I'd be too far behind. Like I'd need to go in and learn all these different game mechanics. I'd need to go through all the expansions and, and learn what's good and what's not good. It's just like, uh, yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> It'd be like, ah, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm too far removed from it now. Yeah, maybe. Like, it would be too... It would be really difficult to play catch-up, but, uh, like, the only upside is that, like, with the release of Witchwood, uh, it also heralds sort of the start of, like, they... uh, They sort of took a bunch of packs out of rotation. Yeah. uh, Which is what they do at the start of each year, at the start of each season. So, um, you aren't as far behind as you might think. But in terms of, like playing the game uh you would be like fairly behind yeah like just general knowledge about the game i think you'd be fairly behind Mm -hmm. in in terms of cars themselves i don't think you'd be as far behind as you think right but you could yeah i don't know i i don't know if i'd recommend it uh, (laughs) to you you know like yeah yeah, i don't think you should do it anyway um yeah all right speaking of uh free to play world of tanks Yes. We, we've talked about this the last, like, three weeks or two weeks. I think. Yeah. Well, last week. Um, I'm finally back in. I got it all in. installed. It was mad pain in the crotch to remember how I'd set it up so that I was able to play my uh, account again because I had to get it transferred. I don't know if I talked about it on the cast, but uh, there was a mad... Mad punch in the dick, uh, trying to get my US account transferred to Asia so I could play on Aussie servers. Um, but I've got all my tanks back. I got all my stuff back. Uh, very exciting. Fun. No, I fixed that as well, so oh, that's nice. good. You're yeah. no longer uh, user two three four five eight one seven. I'm not. Um. Yeah, so I got my T eight tanks back, but uh, you and I were playing. And what's Wait, the highest tank you've got? Hold on a second. Um, last week I was talking about how the game looked very pretty and you were giving uh, a shit about it. <laughs> yes. What do you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been playing God of War and so everything <laughs> looks like shit. Nah, it is, it is actually a significant improvement. Uh, so compared to old World of Tanks, I will admit that, uh, it looks very pretty by comparison. Um, Yeah. So yeah, we were jumping. We were playing. We were playing platooned up with uh, Squirrel, 
who um, hadn't played before. Ha- hadn't played before, and so had garbage. Mm. And it was tough getting a game because nobody plays in T2s anymore. As I found out, they removed my favorite tank of all time, the C18. Uh, Fjaren, uh, our World of Tanks expert in the group, uh, said it's because it was grossly overpowered. Um, and so they just be- deleted it. <laughs> yeah. To, but, like, in defense of the T18, that's what I loved about it. So, uh, and, like, anyone could get a T18. Like, it, like I remember when... Fjaren pitched, we should all jump, well, we should both jump in T-18s and just fuck up people. Uh, I'm like, oh, I don't have one. And it took me 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, now I've got one. Let's go do it. And then basically 15 minutes later, my T-18 was maxed out as well because, yeah, it was hilarious. overpowered, and you can fuck everyone up. Um, yeah, so we're, what's your highest tier tank? Uh, four? Three. Three or four. Three. three. Right, yeah. Not so. Yeah. I'm, again, not. I'm not very far in in this game at all. Yeah. Um, once you get to four, you start to get like you start to earn experience a bit faster. But obviously, things cost more experience, so you don't really see the gains. Uh, you will see like you will like get more free experience uh, that you can trade for. Like, so you can play in other tier fours to level up the tank that you actually want to play in. Um, but yeah, it can be a little bit of slog, especially at the moment. I think you were probably better off like just slogging through on the Singapore servers just to get because the numbers aren't really there. Like the Australian servers don't seem to have enough numbers to support a lot of tier three games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were constantly being dumped into tier five games, which it seems like is the lowest a lot of people will go. Um, and you just, you, it's, it's a like just a fucking rough ride being a tier three, a new player tier three in a tier five. Hmm. Uh, that's why I thought like that's what I think the T eighteen did was it incentivized players like good players to actually be involved with the lower end of the game, and other players could see what the good players were doing with the T eighteens and then cap like and then transfer that knowledge into something that they could use themselves. And maybe they went a little bit down a like down a tech tree that they weren't necessarily all that interested in in the T eighteen, but it like at the end of the day they did learn they still learned, you know, some good good information about how to play a tank destroyer. They learned uh like just by volume of playing, like the maps and stuff. Meanwhile, yeah, like as a tier three in a tier five game, you learn that you're probably gonna get fucked on a lot. Mm-hmm. basically uh and it's just yeah it's it's a bit rough so i reckon you should play singapore servers so that you actually get some tier three games yeah. where you're not the worst fucking tank in the fucking map well we we won a couple of games there oh absolutely i think we won like half of them that we played yeah we're doing okay um like we're definitely doing pretty good uh but we were playing above yeah where we should be yeah um and yeah it's it's tough man like I I think the game really opens up once you get to tier five because uh, you've got a really good idea of what sort of tank you want to be in and all that kind of stuff. You've probably got enough free experience that you can buy, like almost just straight up buy the tank you want. Mm. So if you like grind through the lower ones again, just like bust out a couple of games in the start of the tree that to, for the tank that you actually want, 
you can get back up to five or three experience pretty okay and then yeah jump in um yeah i've been playing it quite a bit actually yep. uh, since we jumped in i've played i've been playing with uh Fjaren and been playing on my own uh i really want to get to a tier nine but i'm so fucking far away like crazy far away and uh that's sort of killing me. There's two things killing me about this game at the moment. There's that, the the grind that I'll need to do in my Tiger to, to just to get to the fucking, the tank, like the next level of tank. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is uh, bullet penetration. I was talking about this, about, like, about this with Fjorn, but it's uh, like, it just sort of reminded me of one of the things that has always bugged me in World of Tanks. World of Tanks, uh, you sh- like if you shoot someone, you aren't necessarily going to do damage to them. Yeah, your bullet has to actually penetrate their armor before it can do damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, in tier eight games, you regularly find yourself just getting fucking like slopped up against tier tens, and that's pretty fucking rough. Because it's hard for a lot of tier eights. Even like my Tiger Two, Tiger Two has a fucking good gun. Uh, it's a heavy tank. It's slow as fuck, but it hits hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, against other tier eights, I'd back myself. I'd back myself two two v one against most other tier eights, except for like I wouldn't back myself against two fucking tigers. But like, pull me up against like some leopards and shit, and I'd like. I got this. Don't worry about it. But, uh, like, yeah, against a single tier 10, I, you take, yeah, every shot you take, you're just fucking asking for it. You are asking, like, once that tier 10 spots you, and it will spot you because you just shot it, uh, you are asking for a world of fucking pain, and it is going to come back at you three times worse than what you can do to it if you even happen to penetrate the armor of the fucking thing. So, like, too often it feels like you, like, I will be, like, sitting there with a tier 10 around the corner. Uh, it could push around, uh, but it wants me, like, it has the advantage. It knows that, like, over time, I am going to have to move before it does. And so there's like nothing for it to gain to rush me. So it just waits. Yeah. And over time you see on the mini map, uh, you know, your tanks are moving away or they're not coming to support you at least. Uh, the other tanks are like the other team's tanks are moving in and you have to fucking, you have to just like do something. And so you have to roll out and take a shot and, uh, yeah, like you have to take a shot basically on the move. And yeah, you don't get to set up. You don't get to like really line it up or anything. Uh, there's definitely spots you can shoot a tank where you're more likely to penetrate it, uh, penetrate its armor, but you can't fucking, yeah, you don't really have time to line that up against the tier 10 because the moment the fucking tier 10 like puts one into you, it doesn't need careful aim right it doesn't need to fucking find it'd be like if in counter-strike right uh we both like you you're on one side of a wall i'm on the other side of the wall and uh we both know each other is there and we pop around the fucking the wall uh and the only way i can kill you is to shoot you in the eyeball Hmm. 
uh, and the only way you can kill me is to do whatever the fuck you want. Is to, yeah, like literally anything you like. And it feels like, yeah, you're just fucked. Uh, you may get that like bananas shot, but you probably won't. Uh, ultimately, like the the lesson there is that you shouldn't have been in that position in the first place but like too often you wind up in these positions not through really any fault of your own like maybe you overextended a little bit uh but you overextended because as a tier eight the only opportunities you have to actually get fucking decent damage on anyone is to find the other tier eights and take those like grab those fucking opportunities when they present themselves um and yeah meanwhile yeah, it just it, it feels really garbage for that to happen. I would love to see. There's enough tier tens. It feels like there's enough tier tens that the tier tens can all go fucking play their own game, and tier night and just cap cap it at tier nines. Tier nines are the highest that you'll get match made against uh, if you're a tier eight. Uh, tier nines. I I don't know. Maybe you want tier nines to get match made with tier tens. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, it feels like tier tier 10s shouldn't be up against tier 8s. The difference, the disparity between the quality of the tanks is too grand uh, for it to feel like even remotely satisfying. Even like when you're a tier 8 up against tier 6s, there's not that kind of fucking that shift. And I'm in a heavy tank. I'm in the I think the heaviest fucking tier 8 there is. Um but if I like if I made a game with tier 6s, they can still like reasonably fucking pen me and if they can't like if they can't pen me from front on and they definitely can't they're all way faster than me like almost every fucking tank is faster than the tiger 2 um so they're all way faster than me so they're gonna all just fucking circle around me and find somewhere they can actually pen uh and my turret rotate speed isn't that fast so yeah it's like i'm not saying that you know i'm at a disadvantage as a Tiger 2 against tier 6s, I win most of the time. Forget like taking on two tier 8s. I would say I could take on fucking five tier 6s, but like they can still actually do stuff to you. Like they can put something onto you, put some hurt on you, and it feels like too often you just can't. In a t- against the tier ten, against a lot of the tier tens, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I'm keen to keep playing it. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, time, like free time. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I, I want to get you up to tier five, and we'll get in some some of the cool fucking tier five. Yeah, I think that that Thanks. might be the problem. Is like playing with our group people having different tiered tanks and like trying to get in a server together and yeah i'm not sure how that'll go down but yeah we'll see what happens have you noticed like a big difference between playing on local servers and and playing on uh, the asia servers dude yeah definitely uh it's actually it was fucking me up i was playing with fjar and and, uh the range on the higher tier tanks is so much bigger than the low tier tanks because you know how like you know about the circles on the minimap and ship? 
on the minimap, you've got like your radio range and you've got like your sight range and your effective range and all that kind of shit. I don't think, uh, I don't think my tank even, even has that equipment. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but like you still play on all the same maps. Uh, when you are a tier eight in a game with tier tens, one of the better things that you can do is like sit in the back line and just take potties when other tanks present themselves. Um, fucking, it was like, I was leading by too much because of the, I was sort of, I fell right back into how I used to play. Uh, and you always had to lead a bit because of the 200 ping. Uh, you lead a little bit further. So I was leading too far when I'm trying to like, you'll see little scouts like scoot, scoot past, uh, scoot up to you and try and spot you and all that kind of shit. And you, uh, they're pretty quick, so you got to lead them a bit. And, yeah, I'd fucking overshoot them uh, until I adjusted. It feels so much better. Like, you can actually – you still feel it when you um, – when I'm playing on the Singapore servers because, uh, like, sometimes the Australian server just isn't available. I don't know if they turn it off on timers or anything or, like, what that is. But, uh, like, they <laughs> – seem to not be up all the time i don't yeah i don't know if i think it's off the cycle i think it's no longer cycled on i think maybe it's just maintenance or something anyway so i was playing on the singaporean servers and it was like even sitting like on the opposite side of a wall from another tank and i'd duck out and shoot but it wouldn't be where i'd I'd expect and it's actually way worse when you're really close because those are some of those situations where, like, in a tier eight against the tier eight on the opposite side of the wall, you can roll out, bank on them, like, whiffing their, their shot, or if they're low enough on health, just, like, fucking tank it, tank through the damage, and then line up their cupola, the fucking uh, little hatch type thing that is basically the best place to aim on a tank. That's, it, that's basically the headshot of a tank. Uh, you line them up and then fire, but it turns out that they've like rolled and you've technically missed and haven't done as much damage as you expected or any damage at all. You don't see it on the Australian servers and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome stuff. I'm sure we'll be talking about that more uh, over the next couple of weeks still. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else we got here? Mouse? Islands of Nine. No, no, Islands we'll of Nine. One. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll leave that one for last. Sure. Uh, Maelstrom, yeah. So, uh, Maelstrom is a last man standing game. Right. Uh, I saw her getting pimped. <laughs> I got a, saw her getting pimped on uh, Twitter as this as the new uh, like Battle Royale alternative. Mm. And... Uh, with ships, it's a brand new way to play Battle Royale. You're in a ship. I'm like, okay. Deathmatch. I'll be the fucking judge of this, motherfuckers. Uh, so, jump in. It's last man standing. It's not fucking Battle Royale. Uh, there's 15 people in a server. That's not the That's not the point, though. That's not, like, that's not what defines Battle Royale. Uh, but you start off with, like, guns and stuff and... Uh, yeah, so you land, you get put into the server, you don't pick where you land or anything, you just put into the fucking map, and then you uh, sail about. And uh, there's all there's little AI ships 
uh, you pick like, sorry, before you go in, you pick like a race. You can be a human, uh, a dwarf or an orc. And each one has a different ship. The humans are super fast, but they're the worst ships. Uh, do not pick them. The dwarves uh, have shit tons of armor just by default. And they're mad dickheads to try and kill. Um, but they appear to have, uh, like, you can fuck them up. They can fuck up their uh, speed pretty quickly. The orcs are, uh, like, sort of middle ground. They're good armor. Um, decent speed. The easy way to kill orcs is to like grapple onto them and kill the the crew. Once the crew's dead, the the boat's dead. Um, so yeah, you get put in this map, and away you go. You um you gotta be the last person standing at the end of the the game. Uh, it does the it does like sort of contract the map uh, as the game goes on. So it pushes you further and further towards the center. There's these little AI ships that you can kill and they drop power-ups. You pick up those power-ups and plus firepower, which makes you fire more, plus armor, which gives you more armor, uh, plus speed, uh, which obviously adds to your speed, uh, and plus turning, uh, which makes you turn faster, which is f- fucking super important, like way more important than you'd think. And then there's like a treasure ship that can drop either plus crit or plus, uh, like, like a super turning speed, where you're basically like just spinning around on the top, uh, on on the spot, which is crazy. That one, that one's bananas because you can like fire. So yeah, they're pirate ships, pirate ship style. So you can only fire from one side, and then you have to fire from the other. You can fire forward, but you do fuck all. Um, yeah, basically. If you've got the power up where you can spin real quick, you can fire on one side and like switch around to the other side quick enough that it's you can basically swap them like in t- with the reloads. You just switch sides and just fucking hammer into someone. Mm. Uh, ideally, they won't let you just do that to them, but you can track people into walls and stuff. Anyway, so you start off, uh, you roll through, and yeah, basically what you want to do is like level up your ship. Uh, and then go hunt other ships. And when you kill another ship, you get a bounty. Bounty adds to your end's score. Um, the score is converted into gold, and the gold is how you level up. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually fucking amazing at this game. Yeah. I, like, I actually properly am. Um, I wish there was stats, but there, like, there isn't stat tracking in early access. Uh, but, yeah, I wish... I wish I wish I could fucking show it off. Uh, I am fucking crazy good at it. I, I did actually record video of a game for me uh, where I got seven kills and one. Uh, there's just something about it. I just it, We just click, me and fucking this shit. Uh, but basically, like, yeah, you hunt down other ships. And when you hunt down other ships, they drop all their power-ups. And so you can get their power-ups off them and then you get uh, even more powerful. And you, you can actually max out on power-ups. Uh, I've, I've done it a couple of times. You are Im- impossible to defeat. The other thing I should say is uh, while you're 
on the map there's a monster rolling around, a big sea monster, and uh, if you spend too close, uh, too long close to it, it will jump out of the water and destroy you, and it is 100% every single time. If you spend too much time outside of the circle, that's how you die as well. There's multiple monsters outside of the circle. Um, yeah, that's a pretty interesting like mechanic, uh, like implementation of the concept because you feel the panic uh, as you're trying to desperately get back into uh, the circle. Like I, a couple of times I'll like duck out to go get a power up or finish finish a ship off before the monster can so I can get the bounty and then I'll, I'll be racing back to the circle to try and get in before the monster arrives. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it's fun it's definitely fun but like obviously i have fun at anything that i'm winning a lot at so that might be a bit skewed um it's like i can see some flaws i mean the right off the bat the big one is that uh you are like when you level up you get a ship at the start for free and you level that shit up ship up with money and it doesn't take that long to level up i've only played for five hours and i have a rank 10 ship that's the highest rank there is um yeah so i don't think that it's that bad to level up but it does feel like at the start you are not equipped to like it doesn't match make you against other rank 10 ships it, it match makes you against anyone who's willing to play hmm. and so you might like as a new player you'll get put up against some ships that you might like through your own cleverness uh make it to the end of like to the last two people left alive but because you're sh you've never upgraded your ship and because this other person has upgraded their ship and they've got like a crew full of like super high level dudes um yeah, they're, they're just going to fucking dominate you. They're going to dominate the fuck out of you. You just have to cop it, basically, which is a bit rough. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. Um, matchmaking is obviously the way to go, but it's always complicated in games that don't have the population required. Playing at a, playing on a US server, so, uh, yeah. I, I haven't noticed ping being a factor. Uh, a couple of times... Yeah, sort of, but not really. It doesn't really matter. I think ship combat is such that, like, generally you want to be just sort of next to a person. And it has a little bit of auto-aim in the way, like, once you mouse over someone, uh, as long as they're broadside to you, you'll fire your cannons at them, which is good. Um, so it gets away with that. The other thing, um, though, is that it sort of really does incentivize some super cunty gameplay. Uh, I am very good at it because I am a massive, massive shitbird. I am just the biggest douchebag on the open ocean. Uh, I will roll in my ship. I feel like early on, uh, I like my ship will lose most one-on-one -on -one encounters until I get a lot of power-ups. So early on, I will just chase power-ups. I'll go find uh, like two speeds, two armors, Maybe a firepower if I can find it. Otherwise, more armors, and then I'll go find the treasure ship and try and get the bonus. And then you go find other ships, and uh, you you don't go into like you. People battle constantly, like because they want the power ups that other people have. Uh, they want to eliminate them. 
so yeah, you come across two people in the middle of a battle and I'll just fucking, I'll hover nearby. I'll like take some potties at both sides to try and give one side an advantage or see who's going to take the advantage. And then just at the last second, I will shoot whoever is close to death. And uh, I'll steal all this shit, and then I'll shoot the other one and steal all their shit as well. And then I'll roll on, like, a fucking, like, an engorged fucking penis thrusting my way through the rest of the fucking map, literally just fucking everyone to death. And, like, there's basically nothing they can do. Uh, once you, like, once you, if you kill two ships and you're already leveled up, uh, you're, like, you're closing in on max armor. There's, they're just fucked. They just can't stop you. Um... You know, they're on the open ocean. Uh, there's no laws out here. There's, you know, they could say no, but they won't because of the implication. That's yeah. a su- sunny reference. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Don't watch it, so You should watch it. It's fucking amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm not saying they're in, in any danger. No, uh, I'll stop. With that. Uh, then, like, that's that's it. That's the incentive. And it feels like, too often, the only way to stop me from doing it uh, is for other people to basically suicide early on. Uh, I will do my thing. Generally, I'll get like an armor and a firepower, an armor and a speed, or like I'll get two AI ships down, but someone will have literally just beelined at me. And I don't think they're like, oh, there's Joby, I've got to go kill him. They're just like, I've got to go kill someone as fast as humanly possible. Uh, that's just like that's their plan and uh it puts like that that is a complete that's the reverse that feels like you then have no chance because you have to spend like i'll kill them i i'm confident that i'll kill them i'm like i said i'm actually good at this game uh but then I like I haven't been farming the AI, and so I'm at a disadvantage from that perspective. Uh, I haven't managed to find two people who are close to death, like the person who was like one of one of those two people who have won their battle. And when you kill another player, uh, you get a repair power up, so you're able to get back to full. So yeah, just like yeah, you just feel like if you get into an early fight without having the opportunity to farm. You're super boned. You're like in a really rough spot by the end. And that isn't good to me uh, because it does sort of, it makes it feel a little one dimensional. Either you avoid fights really early on, which is a little bit dull, uh, or you lose. And that doesn't, like, I haven't seen what, what feels like a different strategy to me, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, there's nothing in it that feels like an alternative option. Yeah. So are you, are you playing this on like local servers or how's it working? No, I'm playing on Oz, uh, American servers. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, don't notice any ping problems really. Yeah. Uh, any Maybe problems. they are. Maybe you're, like warping everywhere yeah and they just can't hit you and they can't hit me maybe that might be it i figure i would have seen more people like 
are very keen to chat in this game and i feel like they would have fucking raged at me you when you die you can remain in the game for a little bit and like follow the action um and yeah i, f- I feel like they would have raged out about me warping everywhere if i was um because people will rage out about fucking nothing at all they have to do something about the toxicity yeah but that yeah. but that game's in like early access still so that's probably yeah absolutely they won't look at until later and that's only if um i guess it's successful right yeah yeah, 100%. Like, it's just not going to be a thing unless, yeah, unless it finds some success. So, yeah. Right, yeah. All right, should we talk about uh, Isles of Nine? Islands of Nine. I- Islands. Okay, I thought, is there another Battle Royale game that's like I- Isles something? I don't think so. Okay, fair enough. I think Isles of Nine just, I don't know. That's what I keep thinking of it, of it as as well. Yeah, but. yeah. anyway. Anyway, Islands. Yeah. Yes, Islands of Nine, Islands of Nine. Uh, they have they have Aussie servers, uh, but I wasn't able to get a single fucking game on them. So I've been playing on the US servers. Uh, this is like a, I think they're it's like a competitive a competitive battle royale, and this is a battle royale. This is not Last Man Standing. Uh, this is a battle royale. You uh, superhero superhero land on a map and uh then you roll around you loot up and then uh yeah you do your best to um be the like the last one alive at the end mm-hmm. at the moment they've only got solos or duos uh i was i was only able to find games in duos and you just get auto match made with someone i my best game i didn't get auto match made with anyone like i was just in i was solo in a duos game um which felt like a bit of a rough end of the stick uh but managed to come uh second in that game i thought i recorded it because i thought i was in a solos game mm-hmm. and these two dudes were teaming up together i'm like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> fuck oh, are you seriously fucking teaming in a fucking alpha you fucking cunts and then uh yeah yeah no second in uh, duos and I went oh right it was duos I just didn't have, didn't the- have a partner <laughs> didn't have a partner Fine. or we disconnected or something yeah um it's interesting I mean it's got a it's got a I like the art design I like the way that they've set them like put the map together uh it's got this like Roman aesthetic um but I don't think it's very pretty looking mm. like I think it is like it could be very pretty. Yeah. And I think they've done a good job of like giving it character and, uh, making things like work, but it just doesn't look very good. Uh, except like the lighting is fantastic. Oh, like lighting is top notch apart from that. Yeah. I think the lighting is probably what gives me faith that it could be better down in the long run, you know? Um, yeah, I think it's just text, like poor textures and stuff. But it's an alpha, and, and they're just like it's all proof of concept. What I like about it is like so you do your superhero landing, you roll into houses, and uh, yeah, you get um like the loot is sort of on shelves, and it's like fucking everywhere. You have to like actually search a house 
like you don't open drawers and shit, but you have to actually search parts of the house. You don't just, there's not just piles in the center of a room that you go to and stuff. And I actually think that's, that's pretty cool. I actually like that as a, uh, situation because it feels like you've got more like it, it, it uh captures more of your attention and so looting becomes a little bit more tense because you are ex- like exhausting more of your attention to actually do it properly uh, you get armor but it's a little bit static at the moment you get armor pieces so you can get uh a head head armor arms armor legs armor and, and torso armor uh, and you like yeah, that's how that works. Uh, it auto puts your fucking like attachments onto your weapons, which is good. I like that. So if you pick up a fucking red dot, it'll put it on the gun you're holding. I suppose you picking it up and then having to fucking chuck it on. Mm. I'm a fan of that. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. Otherwise, like it's first person only, and it feels very much very sort of uh, I don't know battle royale e at the moment it doesn't feel like it's doing anything particularly different uh, I haven't noticed anything out of the ordinary ordinary you know yeah like yeah you're just doing battle royale things like, it reminds me a lot more of the hunger games type style than than trying to copy um, like PUBG or, or f- Fortnite or any of that sort of stuff. I think it's been out before Fortnite, actually. Yeah, I think it hit alpha just before. Um, why? Why does it? Why is that? Just the the because it's got that whole bubble thing. <laughs> I guess that's the the thing that sort of makes me think about it, right? It's, bubble, bubble thing. Does it not have the shield that sort of shrinks? The shield that shrinks. Yeah. What shield that shrinks? The blue, like the blue zone in the game. Uh, I've. I don't think so. It might be bubble. I don't really look. Am I thinking of the wrong game? Are you thinking of the Darwin Project? Mm, No, I'm pretty sure Islands are mine. Do you are you supposed to have like do you have guns or do you have like a bow and stuff? No, you got guns like like proper ARs and things like that, like futuristic ARs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice the bubble. You might be right. I just. I guess I spend all my time running away from the blue zone. So, yeah. This is a while back as well. Like, I'm talking six months ago, the last time I watched some of this stuff. So, maybe it's changed. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Um, You're probably right. Uh, I just got no idea. Yeah. Um, Apart from the bubble, is there anything else that makes you think Hunger Games or. Uh, nah, just grass, grass, and it just seems more futuristic. Right? Yeah, it's definitely more futuristic. To, yeah, like the other stuff, like PUBG, obviously. Yeah, definitely more futuristic, and uh, yeah, it's definitely got that. Like, yeah, it sort of makes me think of Crisis. I think, like that sort of tech level. You know, um, you can't go invisible and shit. I was actually worried that you could, but uh, you can't. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I need to play more of it, and I want to play it on like low ping. I lost, I've lost my games because I feel like it doesn't like handle higher pings very well. Um, but I was playing with a dude, uh, like a, 
in duos, yeah, get randomly matched. I've had one guy be cool and actually talk to me and yeah. talk through how we're going to play, and it, like that was actually really cool. Uh, got him a silent sniper rifle. We ended up coming fourth in that game. Uh, got him a silent sniper rifle, and uh, he was like, "Oh, you can you can take it if you haven't used a sniper rifle before." I'm like, "Nah, man, I'm I'm in Australia. It's going to be a waste on me, so you may as well take it." Um, yeah, we were we were fucking shredding motherfuckers, but we got caught sprinting towards the circle and uh, caught between two groups. And we just weren't able to do anything about it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm a fan, but I think you it's know, not work. It's, it's definitely yeah, definitely needs more work. I do have the Darwin project, and I'm going to check that out. But I wasn't able to get a game of that this week, so I might talk about it right. but that's yeah. the it's like the cartoony um, yeah a bit more like uh hero powers and that sort of thing is that right that one that one makes me think of the hunger games because you can like track people and you've got a bow and all this kind of shit and i guess that's what i associate with the, that yeah. maybe i'm mixing the two up <laughs> like join just smash them together yeah i don't know uh, it's been so long anyway um Cool. The reason why I wanted to leave those two to last is because uh, Battle Royale, we're going to be talking about it in news. So, we can just go straight into that. Um, yeah, so there's been some uh, reports. The last couple of weeks, actually, it started off on a, um, a, a Call of Duty uh, website, uh, like a fan site. Um, they, they reported last month they'd heard a rumor that the uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 game would not have a single-player mode. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and since then, so this week now, uh, Polygon came out and actually confirmed that rumor from their, their sources saying that, yes, um, the, the latest Call of Duty game will not have a single player mode. They're going to focus on multiplayer, um, you know, zombies and what else. And that's all they posted. And following that, Kotaku then verified that story with their sources saying, uh, what these two other sides have said are correct. And mm. that uh, they're going to have a battle royale mode instead. Um, and then this was also backed up and verified by Eurogamer. Their sources said exactly the same thing. So uh, what they're going for at the moment is it sounds like uh, they're t- attempting to do a 100 player battle royale mode, but they're not at it yet. It's not currently working with 100 players, but they're um, they're trying to get it at that stage for release. Um, it's pretty interesting. Like the the Call of Duty single player, um, like set piece missions have been pretty, uh, like a big dominant focus of the um, their sort of sort of showcase of the last couple of E3s every year. There's always like, hey, here's check out how smick this looks. Um, but it just seems like now they're just yeah, they've completely lost focus of single player and they're just going completely multiplayer. Do you well, agree the, with that? The rumor I saw is that. They like Treyarch actually made a single player, yeah, like all together. Like it was like in the prototyping phase, mm-hmm. uh, constructed and shit. And uh, Activision higher ups looked at it and said it was too outlandish mm. for the general public. And so I don't think that they're steering away. I think they have just been told we need something else to put in here. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think it is. Uh, because, yeah, I think they're just trying to fill some space. Um, 
But it's been I, scrapped from what these guys are saying. Like, there's going to be no single player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, now they're scrambling to fill it with something else. I do not think Battle Royale fits in the Call of Duty, like, uh, sort of system. Hmm. Um, the, like, what's the highest amount of players they had in War? 30 or something. Like, how the fuck that is that going to work? Like, if they couldn't manage more than that in their biggest mode, and they were touting that as their biggest mode, like, how are they going to get to 100 and have it actually feel good? Hmm. Uh, gunplay is everything in Call of Duty. I think it's so fucking critical to the Call of Duty experience. So, I think that, yeah, trying to push push it to 100, if they can't get there, it's going to be fucking bad. Um, the well, other thing, I'll get to sixty, and then it's like, well, <laughs> now you're sort of just playing. Yeah, I don't think I don't like. I don't think a hundred has to be like. I think sixty. I, I'd prefer good gunplay in Call of Duty at and sixty players hmm. than fucking a hundred players and it feeling like shit. Yeah, you know. Um, I guess you know that's the same as in PUBG, right? That's why they don't have too many teams in uh, be, tournaments, More right? Telling. Uh, oh, totally, but 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 again, like this report doesn't say how many there are at at the moment. It says they're aiming for a hundred, but they're not. They they're not. Yeah, there yet. yeah, totally. Um, the, there's another report. Did you see that? It's going to be like sources who play tested the mode uh, claim that it's less like a Call of Duty mode and more like Call of Duty Overwatch or Call of Duty Lawbreakers. Oh. <laughs> it's got hero <laughs> abilities. Yeah, yeah, uh, which I guess isn't that uh, like different to Call of Duty, right? Black like, Ops Three, right? Or, or like Infinite Warfare, right? Like, yeah, the- kill streaks and things like that. Oh, I was thinking more along the lines of like the different, like you know, the person who can go invisible and like the uh, perks, yeah. the other perks, the the more, more not, yeah. What the fuck were they called? Uh, the fucking rigs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How rigs changed how people looked at shit, right? That's what I think. I actually think like you'd be loath to use the comparison, but I think Lawbreak is probably closer than anything you'd see, right? Like that's probably the closest comparison um, you'd see to a Call of Duty because they're mechanically pretty similar. Uh, you got the feeling that like the gunplay in Lawbreakers was pretty good. Obviously, it was hard to tell because you were playing against nobody else, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting news. I, I'll be, yeah, I won't be surprised to see Battle Royale fucking shoehorned into Call of Duty. But. Yeah, but like, so some of the, the more interesting or, or decent single-player games, weren't they coming out of Treyarch recently? Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I'm annoyed at the idea that they're removing single player. Hmm. Like uh, they tried to do the branching single player um, uh, campaigns and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, they were doing actual yeah um, choices and stuff. Uh, and yeah, this idea that it's too outlandish. Maybe it's just a fucking. Maybe it's a the old roper dope. Maybe they're just like we'll get people clamoring for single player and then we'll capitulate. We'll be like, single player's back. Do you think it's just one dude we confirming listen. all these sources to like- We listen to you. 
it might even be Activision like seeding the shit out mm. and like just trying to get the conversation started around Call of Duty. I mean, the conversation around Battlefield is well underway already, right? So yeah, yeah. These are the these are the two that go head to head, Battlefield and Call of Duty. They both know they're not going to beat fucking Red Dead, so they might as well try and fucking get some conversation going now yep. while they fucking can until like before everyone gives up and everything's all Red Dead all day, all the time. If Red Dead has, has Battle Royale, it's the only oh gonna, game we're going to play anymore. It's, it's done. <laughs> we're, we're finished. It's over. It's Video over. Games over. Delete all the games. Delete, delete this podcast. We'll rename it to the Red Dead fucking podcast. It's, it's going to be goofy. Um, anyway, speaking of uh, Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Speaking of Battlefield and Battle Royale games. Uh, uh, rumor has it. <laughs> rumor has it. Uh, Battlefield will also have a Battle Royale mode uh, coming to this year's game, but it may necessarily not be uh, available at launch. It sounds like it's going to take a little while for that to be implemented. Um, so we're probably looking at like a uh, one of their uh, expansion updates or something like that that they usually do. I think this is a terrible move. I think that they should not be talking about Battle Royale until it is in the game uh, because, yeah, otherwise it's just blue balling everyone, like just surprise everyone with it. They, Yeah, look. Yeah. And if anyone can get there, it's the DICE team. Like, they're pretty close already with the 64 players. Dude, um, they have repeatedly said that they have tested 128 and 256 players in the, in the current engine, in the current games, yeah. and they don't find it to be fun. And I think that, one like, the Battle Royale is how you find it fun. Yeah, what, like, what if you drop in... What if they come out and they're like, yeah, all right, 100 plays, fuck you, 200. <laughs> That'd be spectacular. Yeah. I, I I would play the fuck out of 200-player Battle Royale. Yeah. That'd be insanity. So the whole Red Dead statement you just said is completely uh, out the window. We're well, changing it. The battle, Battlefield Battle Royale uh, podcast. Well, you know, Nate's only going to play Battlefield Battle Royale yeah. and he's only going to hot drop the whole time. Um, it does seem like I saw a, a website um, on Twitter. It was, does your game need Battle Royale? I don't know if you saw that. Uh, and it's a big no. <laughs> it's just the word no, uh, which is pretty good. I liked it. Uh, it does seem like the, the trend. It's... It's an easy shoe in for the trend in gaming this year. Yeah, uh, I mean, we said that last year, right? How many battle royale games will there be? And there was like there was a couple. There was like two or three, I think, sort of announced. But this year is going to be um, this is the year when we start seeing the AAA publishers start going at it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, should be good. Yeah. All right. Um, is there more news? There is. Uh, Serious Sam 4 was announced last night. Yeah, uh, and teased, and they're going to reveal it fully at um, at E3. Yep. Uh, it's, pr- it's pretty cool. I, like, the Serious Sam games are, like, just dumb, dumb fun, you know? Like, they just turn your mind off and run and gun style shit. And what I always liked about Serious Sam is, like, the reverse of what I felt with... Um, with Doom, although I think 
Serious Sam did devolve into this a few times just because of the construction of some of the enemies. But uh, generally, your best bet was not to just run backwards. Generally, you, you were actually better off running towards your enemies. Uh, and that is what I think Doom was trying to do and, uh, like, didn't. Uh, and, yeah, meanwhile, yeah, I felt like Serious Sam has generally managed to succeed at getting, like, encouraging you to do that. While, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it should be cool. I mean, the the other the other part, like the other exciting part, is the like the reveal of of the, the uh, technology. Realm. Oh yeah, the battle realm. <laughs> so, uh, so I've never played a serious Sam game before. Um, and then when it had the the uh, so in the video, there's this this monster thing running with something in his hands i don't know they bombs, bombs or something yep. and then there's the reveal of like all of them coming at him like ah oh, it's a battle royale game <laughs> yeah it's uh, good no it's it's uh yeah it's a swarm swarmer shooter yeah like yeah you just get swarmed constantly um yeah uh should be cool yep we'll know more at e3 which is uh, soon, two, two months, month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, month and a half. Um, and the, uh, the the Call of Duty stuff should be, we'll find that out next month, it sounds like. Yeah. a reveal event. Um, all right, that's news. Anything else you can think of you want to talk about? Um, no. 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 All right. Let's do some questions. Are there questions? Question mark? Yes, there is one question. Baz, oh, here we go. Oh, gosh. Did you, did you read this before you... I have not read it. Uh, hi, guys. I'm writing to you from a shrine in Uno Park. Oh, Eaton Trophe. He's in Japan, right? I guess. Uh, Wi-Fi has been amazing here. Trip is great. Uh, we'll be doing the Mario go-karting tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Anyway, I'm curious. How did you guys get start your careers as games journalists? And even further to that, what inspired you to start the podcast? Uh, Eaton Trophy is Fortnite backwards, you cheeky cunt. I can see it. I can see it now. Oh, yeah, man. I've got... I'm like... I typed this stuff into Google. Ah, nice. I typed the first part and it came up, but this next part, I'm like, what the fuck is that? I, I just, I, in the the way my Discord uh, is set, it's it's literally got Eaton Shroff on a separate line to the rest of it, and uh, so you knew. Uh, it it just looks like Fortnite. Yep. What a fuck! He wrote it. He did it. That is a good one, Baz. I hope you're having fun in Japan. Uh, I got my start. Uh, by winning a fucking competition. <laughs> um, That's yeah. how they do it these days, right? That's how, how you do it. Um, yeah, I won a competition to uh, to win a PlayStation 3, and I had to write a blog about winning a PlayStation 3. Uh, that was the rule. One of the rules of the prize uh, was I had to write a blog about it, and uh, I just wrote... Uh, I didn't really know what to write, so I just pumped out like a thousand words a week. I had to do four weeks of this blog, a thousand words a week of me just yapping about whatever I'd played or the Blu-rays that I'd watched. I think I was shitting on Spider-Man, um, and 
yeah, that was about it. Um, the editor at Game Arena was like, you actually have a pretty good writing style. Uh, do you want to do some more reviews? I'm like, yes. And he's like, I'll pay you. I'm like, I already said yes. And uh, so he paid me uh, to write some reviews. Uh, then there was a staff writer kid comes up. He offered me the gig. I, uh, well, offered me an interview. I interview very well. Uh, it was in Sydney and I was in Queensland, so I had to do it over the phone. So I, I couldn't show up super sweaty, so that was good. Um, they couldn't see how sweaty I was over the phone, you see. And then, um, yeah, I managed to get the job via that interview, moved to Sydney, and that's and the rest is history. What about you, Luke? How'd you get in? Uh, nepotism. Nepotism, he yeah. says. No. Um, where was it? It was, I, I went to a game arena community UFC event. event. Was it UFC? I, yeah. I remember it was THQ, but I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. It must've been yeah, UFC. Yeah. Um, and that's when I met you and I think Jay, yeah. Jay was there. Yeah. Um, and Jay was having like a doing something or some of the guys there were going out on the weekend for drinks or something and- they invited me along. Yep. Um, and that's when I started hanging out with Jay a bit. Mm. And shortly after that, they were looking for staff for writers at Australian Gamer. Mm. Um, and I submitted a, uh, a really terrible, um, like, word document with photos and shit of me and Jay getting drunk. Um, as well as a written review for a game. I think it was Monkey Island. Um oh, yeah. Like the one of the new ones that had come out, and um, and like within ten minutes, Yug messaged me back, being like, "Can you be in Sydney at this time at this bar?" Um, and I was like, "Yeah," um, and yeah, that's how that started. And I think around the same time is when you started thinking about doing a podcast. Yep, uh, and you tried to do one or, or had. So like something had happened and, and we were sort of talking at events, like hanging out and shit like that at one stage. And I don't know, yep. that kind of just snowballed. So like the Game Arena podcast and the Australian Gamer stuff sort of happened pretty close together around the same time. Yeah, they were pretty close together. Um, yeah, the way the podcast came about um, was that the Australian Gamer podcast didn't happen on the regular uh, Matt Which and Young. Is a surprise. <laughs> yeah, couldn't do like a, a weekly thing. And I was like, uh, people are like proper clamoring for it. And because, yeah. like, at the time, I don't think people realize the Australian Gamer Podcast was one of the biggest gaming podcasts, um, like in the world. At that in the stage. world, yeah. Fucking this is, massive. This is going back, um, how many years? Like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, you didn't have sites like Giant Bomb around back then, places like that. This is these two were doing ridiculous numbers at that stage. So crazy numbers. Yeah. And I saw that, and I saw an easy win. Uh, the the only thing was that you had to do one every fucking week. Uh, but yeah, that didn't seem like too hard to put together. Uh, me and Jay did one, and it was a little bit dull because we both agree on a lot of shit Hmm. uh and you don't like yeah we don't really have very interesting arguments 
But then we got you in and Heath in, and it was a lot better because Except there was the a lot of disagreements. So the part where we didn't have any equipment. Yeah, true. <laughs> so we were using SingStar mics and I drew, uh, Jerry rigged um, some mic holders out of uh, coat hangers so that we didn't have to hold them in our hands and stuff. Uh, yeah. But it worked. Worked fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was it was a good like it was a good idea, and we executed, executed. well enough. <laughs> you yeah. could have just slept it there. Yeah, I, I could have. I should have. <laughs> um, and yeah, the rest. Yeah, I mean, we just keep getting better. Yeah, and Every- we we've got that, like this garagey feel about it. We don't we, we don't generally edit the show. Yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty much what minimal you- edits. There will be an edit in this podcast because I, I went pissed halfway through well so. there are you sure Whoa, i hope there's not a fucking minute of dead air you dickhead <laughs> oh man because you literally didn't say anything you could have at least fucking covered no nah, i just left it i was like no nah. yeah yeah it's easier to see when you're trying to edit it anyway uh good question even though you obviously snuck the word Fortnite in in backwards which is the most evil way to sneak a word in anywhere. Um, yeah. Good question. Fun stuff. Let's go get drunk, Luke. Okay. Yeah. That's the show. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows, Store Under the Gap, or the GA Podcast. Um, if you rate or review the show, it helps other people find it. it means that we can uh, entertain more people. Well, we try to. Um, True. If that. you want to send us questions like Baz did from Japan, you can do that on our email address, which is the gapodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on our Discord page. You can find that at the gapodcast slash Discord. Uh, you go to that link, it'll open up uh, Discord, and there's a bunch of channels in there. You can talk to people, send us questions, play video games, that sort of fun stuff. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash the gapodcast, or you can go to our website, which is the gapodcast.com. It's got all the yep. links we just talked about just then, including past episodes of the show, um, bonus episodes of the show, uh, content sometimes, Joe Bright's about just random shit. Yep. Uh, it's all up there. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members. They help support this show and, and help us cover costs like the website. If you want to help support like them, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. And that's uh, greatly appreciated for everyone that does that. Yeah, you're awesome. Awesome. Um, we'll be renewing. I, I, I haven't talked to Joe, but hopefully we'll be re- renewing our website next month. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> do you think we should do that? Probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing that. That way you can get more podcasts. Word to that. Yes. Um, uh, you got anything happening this week you want to pimp out? Uh, I guess. That you can talk about? <laughs> We've, we've seen a lot of stuff the last week that we can't talk about yet. Yeah. It's all got like one month embargoes, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Long embargo shit. Um, I, well, I mean, you can, you can jump onto IGN and check out my esports thing. Oh, head to Skippy TV. How the yeah. fuck do you spell that shit? Uh, K-I-P-Y. Is it with a Y or an I? Um, Fucking, I, I gotta find that out. Um, yes, S S K I P I. Okay. 
dot tv uh and check out the anz esports wrap it's uh so what basically what we're doing is uh grabbing the highlights of the week and uh i'm talking uh my co-host Bo through why it's worth having a geese at these highlights uh it's sort of informational about the state of the aussie esports scene as well uh, but i think the idea is mostly to just provide like I want to do an array of different games. You're probably going to see Counter-Strike in there a lot because there's a fucking ton of Counter-Strike games. It's high quality in Australia. Uh, and obviously, I am just around the corner, so it's basically all I'm thinking about. But uh, this week, we also did some Rainbow Six, uh, Rocket League, and a bit of Street Fighter as well. So That's something we didn't talk about, the Rainbow Six um, APAC finals. Uh, that was good. We? Yeah, the um, they were good. Fnatic, the new uh, X Mind Freak Pro team, uh, actually won that competition. So they'll be going across to uh, Atlantic City <laughs> to compete in the uh, finals. They're a top eight team in that. Yeah, uh, I, I would have liked to see like a. I want to see double elimination in those sort of sorts of tournaments. I, I felt like Cryptic got fucking boring day. Uh, Cryptic, I reckon Cryptic could be going one thousand percent if they'd been if they hadn't been faced up against Fnatic. And obviously, you can't like lament that sort of thing all the time, but uh, like you know, you have to you have to win. But I feel like Cryptic were playing way better than Nora Rango, at, but Nora Rango getting the trip, you know. Um, not not to take anything away from Nora Rango, I just think on the weekend it looked like Cryptic were playing better, um, and they just by sheer virtue of facing off against Fnatic, they aren't going to go to Atlantic City, you know? Just, if there was double elimination, you'd see them face off again. Fucking Darkseid might even get their shit together and, like, lift. I mean, it's pretty well known that they're capable. They're Fnatic's scrim partners, and the Fnatic boys talk about them in very high regard. So, like, there's, yeah, there's no reason to think that they wouldn't be able to fucking get up there they just they were not playing well on the weekend mm-hmm. um so that's why they didn't get to go uh yeah, i don't know i feel like i'm shit on norango too much this again let's not to say that norango don't deserve to go i just think that yeah on the weekend cryptic were better and dark side have played like fucking ass so they got a bit of a coast to get to the the end there yep yeah. anyway there you go. Um, all right, you can also find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, or you can go to stavibercom and there's a bunch of stuff up there that I write sometimes, so go check it out. There's a lot of things up there. It's a website about video games. Nice. All right. Uh, that's it for this week. Next week, Detroit. We'll be talking about that. Oh. I'll be talking cool. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Job will not be talking about that. I will not be talking about that. Yeah. We're going to do a spoiler cast of that, I reckon. What do you reckon? Uh, I think we may have to, yes. I reckon we should do a fucking live stream whilst playing it instead. The entire thing? The whole fucking thing. Mm. In a marathon. And we just get drunker. Get drunk every time something really dumb and out of place happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be, be dead drunk, like the first from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you later. Bye.